Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit. And they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from Shannon, who says, How do you handle bathroom humor? Poop inserted into every conversation possible. My seven-year-old is into this 100%. Unfortunately, my three-year-old also thinks this is hilarious. Shannon says they've set some parameters, no potty talk in public or at mealtimes. Do I just grip my teeth and write it out for the next few years? I'd rather try to discourage it. Shannon same, as they say. We are also in the poop phase. We're coming out of it a little bit. My kids are 11, 9, and 7, but I don't want to make you feel hopeless, but this doesn't exactly end right away. It's kind of a long phase. So I think my first piece of advice you're already doing, and you can expand it a little bit. As we like to say on the podcast, spaces and places, and there are spaces and places for potty talk. So it is okay if your kids are together in private and want to make poop jokes. I am totally fine with that. But as you said, this is not okay for mealtimes. This is not okay for grandma's house, let's say. And what you're doing is helping them with their developmentally appropriate behavior. I love developmentally appropriate behavior. And potty talk is them starting to try out a little bit of naughtiness, trying out new words, all things that they should be doing at this age, but they should not be doing it at church, say. So you are doing exactly the right thing in saying this behavior is a little bit naughty, which they want to experience, but you're helping them to learn to control behavior in appropriate situations. My husband is um, 40 something years old. I won't say his exact age, and he is still a big fan of um, a naughty joke. He still watches... Um, movies. And when someone gets hit in the privates with a ball, he laughs every time. And I'm like, when is this going to end? Apparently never. I have a feeling we will be 70 and we will watch a movie where someone gets hit with a basketball in the private area and he will crack up. It's just something that boys like and maybe girls too, to a certain degree. But what you're helping them do is say, it is okay to giggle at naughty things and to even make other people giggle with slightly naughty things. But I'm going to help you figure out where that's okay and not okay. I found this quote from Dr. Robert Zetlin, who has a book called Laugh More, Yell Less. Kids are trying to figure out developmentally where this stuff goes in technical terms. So as we said, appropriate. They are working on figuring this out, totally normal, 
but you're going to help them by figuring out where it can and can't happen. Uh, one other thing that I find, and I didn't research this, I'm just telling you from my own household, is the more you resist potty humor, the more it kind of comes about. The more they get a rise out of you with potty humor, the more they're going to try it out. And my pediatrician told me years ago, kids love a jack-in-the-box because it winds up and pops. And so if every time they engage in potty humor, you pop, they're going to keep doing it because that's the reaction that they're looking for. So I try to lean in a little bit to the humor of it with them. So if my kids are engaging in some potty talk silliness, I will often be like, did I just hear the word poop? And like, we start laughing about it and it's so funny. And what did you just say? But I'm kind of doing a parody of like me actually going crazy about it. And then we're all laughing about it together versus me being like, you have to stop saying that. That is not appropriate. Those are not words we use. In this, you have to define your own parameters, but within those parameters, whatever it is, some people may say that like saying the word poop in their house is completely unacceptable and fine. But whatever your parameters are, if it becomes a thing of every time they say it, you go crazy, they're going to keep doing it. And so I think leaning into the humor of it a little bit, being like, ha ha, that is pretty funny. That's a good one. But we don't use those words in these certain situations is going to get you a lot farther than trying to be the poop police in terms of like, you're never going to say that word in this house. I found this great article on fatherly.com, how to deal with preschool potty talk. Let's be honest, I'm still dealing with sixth grade potty talk, so I'm not exactly sure what they're talking about there. Number one, understand that children use potty talk because they're trying to figure out their world. Number two, don't try to make it not funny. It's obviously funny. Number three, teach context by creating boundaries around where potty talk can happen. And number four, acknowledge a child's sense of humor and redirect when potty talk is inappropriate. And I think with that, we've solved it and fatherly.com has solved it. So thank you, fatherly.com. It won't last forever, I promise. But for now, some tips on how to get through it. Shannon, I hope that helped. And if you have a question for myself or Amy, you can send it to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.